Hello, and welcome to this episode of Linux Tech and Hacker Culture. I am your host, J.R. Swab. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. It's going to be um, an interesting, uh, interesting light episode. I guess these are all light episodes compared to most podcasts. Maybe someday I'll have guests on the show. It'll be longer. But as of right now, it seems to be uh, easiest for me to just talk about what I've already written about uh, in the past. It works quite well. If you do not know me on Twitter, it is at JRSWAB. I'm also on Steemit, uh, and you can follow. You can find me on Keybase for verification of things as well. And I'm also on. I think I said Steemit already. Basically, all social media. You can find me at JRSWAB. So the last episode that I recorded was Let's Learn Bash. And it was the first tutorial that I wrote uh, on Bash, on the blog, my my steamit.com blog. Um, So let's get into this step. Let's go into step two here. And I do apologize for the delay in time between these episodes. I'm still trying to find a groove. And uh, yeah, you know, just get busy. Things get weird. So going back to the Bash tutorial series, if you did not listen to the first one and you know nothing about Bash, make sure you listen to that first one because things were mentioned here. Uh, we may have covered in the previous episode and it will be advantageous to do so because there are basic terms and commands that we covered back then that we now assume that we know. Also, if you are listening to this and you know Bash, uh, please feel free to message me on Twitter or Mastodon, like I said, at JRSWAB. Mastodon is mastodon.xyz is my instance. Um, and let me know if I make, make any mistakes. Um, I'll be able to go back and like edit this podcast, but at least at least I would know, and that would be nice. And I could next episode I could you know follow up say hey I messed this up. So if you know anything, if you know a lot about Bash, uh, please let me know. Otherwise, don't worry about it. So. We're going to get into some more basic commands with Bash. So uh, the first thing is moving commands. We covered a few commands in the past post about, uh, uh, but there are more that we need to cover uh, to get like all the basics under our belt. Uh, the first is uh, MV. Now, as I said, that's, that's the move command. And this command is used to move a file from one location or another or change the name of a file as it's failing your system. Um, this is something that was weird for me at first having to use the move command to rename a file in bash. Uh, but that's what we do. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this in the previous episode, but everything is considered a, f- a file on Linux. Uh, and this is where you mostly use bash. I guess you could also use it on Mac. I'm coming from the Linux side of things. So everything's considered a, fi- uh, a file as in, you know, uh, a, a, not a folder, so to speak. Um, so to move a file, what you would type is MV, and then you have a space, the file you want to move, and then the path to the new location of the file plus the new file name. We should make sure that we are in the directory of the file we are moving to make it easier, or you have to type the entire path to the file uh, after the MV. Um, this is 
all there uh, is to moving a file. Uh, so to check if the file is has left the directory, of course, we can type ls, and we will see it. And we did learn that in the last episode. Renaming a file is also very easy to do. You would literally just type mv, the file name, space, um, and then whatever you want to call it now. And it will keep it in the same directory, but change the name. It will move from that location to the new location, which is the same directory, but a different name. So it was a little weird for me at first getting used to that. I would like copy it and then have to like fit. it was very strange to me um, but now that I now that I have learned that you know MV can just just use that to change the name of the file and it's super easy um, to copy a file it's very simple you do a CP space file name and then the location of the file that you want to it to be copied to if you want to delete content to do this, we use rm. To remove uh, a file, what you do is type rm and then the file. Um, however, this will not work on directories without adding the proper option. To remove a directory, you need to have uh, tac r or dash r, whatever you want to call it. I call it a tac. Uh, so it would be rm space dash r or hyphen r or tac r and then the directory you want to delete. Now this tells the computer we want to remove everything and run the command recursively to delete everything in the file, including the file itself and all, of, uh, sorry, the directory and all of the files and directories inside of that directory will be deleted. Um, deletes everything, so be very careful. If you put an F on the end of that, it will even force it. So it'd be uh, RM attack RF, and then the directory you want to delete, and it won't, you know, it will not care. If you made a mistake, it will delete all of it right away. Um, big thanks to uh, a user on Steam it called Not a Bird uh, for adding that RM will completely remove a file without prompt, nor will you be able to find it in a trash bin of sorts. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. You can read that comment on the Steam it page called Let's Learn Bash Tutorial 002. So some basic pro tips. If we need to write out the path of a file because we are in a different directory and wish to stay there, we can use some of these basics in ways that will help us be more efficient. One such tip is to view the contents of a directory while in another directory. This is done by ls space the path to the directory you want to see. We learned in the last episode that ls will show us the contents of our working directory by adding a path to another directory. We can see those contents instead. Another tip to help speed things up is to limit the amount you need to type. One way to do so is not by typing the entirety of the path to the directory you want um, that branches from your home folder at least. Instead of typing something like ls space slash home slash jarswab slash music, we can just use tilde and then the forward slash to replace the forward slash home forward slash jarswab or your name in that case. The zoning command would look something like ls space tilde forward slash music, and then we can just hit tab if you also want to autofill things if you don't know how to spell a directory or you just know the first half of the name. You can find them very easily. So let's move on. Let's go to level two commands, whole level two commands. This is dealing with spaces because if you have spent any time in Bash or Linux, you know spaces utterly suck. So, now that we are manipulating files in the command line, we must 
point out that names can be very tricky. On a Unix-like system such as Linux, we can add spaces to file names. I don't think you should, but you can. And this reads nice, but can be a major pain in the butt when working on the command line. There are two ways to work with files when we encounter spaces. The first is to use quotations. We can either use single or double quotes in the operations. If we wish to rename a file that contains spaces, the command would look something like this. MV space, not parentheses, quote, file with the spaces name, you know, put the name inside the quotations. And then you would hit a space and you would just type a file name without spaces and hit enter. And the file would uh, change names from with spaces to without spaces, or whatever you choose to to call it. This is great in most cases, but will not work in all scenarios. The second option is to use the backslash. This is much less intuitive when starting out, but we need to know how to use it when the quotations don't work. Uh, so let's use the same command as above to show the difference. So the command becomes mv space file backslash space with backslash space spaces dot txt as an example file name. And then we would put uh, have a space after that and then have the file name without spaces. And um, it'll do the same thing as above. Sometimes you can't use quotations for whatever reason and the uh, backslash known as, the, as, a, as an escape character will uh, let you do it that way instead. It's a little bit complicated and not super intuitive, but I have found that in some situations using quotations don't work, so I have to use these escape characters. So what about file name expansion? This will be our best friend when we need to move, need to manipulate several files via the command line. This is What this does is, is allow us to tell the computer that we want to run the same action on all the files that match whatever is not covered by a star or shift eight. That star, you know, on the keyboard. Let's show an example and it will make more sense. Say we wanted to delete every file in our working directory that ends with .png. We could run rm, the file name .png several times, but this would take more time than we would need. We could also run file, uh, rm file name .png, space another file name .png, space so on and so forth. But this is just a handful and waste of our time. That's why we use the star character located above the H key when you hold shift. All we need to do is append the star right before PNG. It would look like rm space star dot PNG. And this tells the computer to delete any file that ends in dot PNG. The file name expansion has many uses to make our life easier in both the command line and in bash scripts that we write. What we uh, want, uh, when we want to delete everything that starts with a certain file name, it ends with a P, it ends with PNG. So it'd be like file1.png, file2.png. It's as easy as doing rm space file star.png. No spaces. Super easy. Be careful with this though, because if you mess around with other combinations of uh, like name variations, um, you could end up in a situation where you're deleting more things than you want. And Everyone has done it at one point in time where they deleted way more than they wanted to. I did it recently, um, over the last couple, well, a few months ago, maybe a, even a month ago. The first time I ever did it, I did it and I wiped my entire home directory, which really sucked. But luckily for me, 
nothing was there that I actually needed. And then we have the Brace Expansion. Brace Expansion is like a Foundim Expansion, but allows us to be a lot more precise. This is helpful if we want to remove several files with similar names, but not all the files with similar names. To do so, we use braces. That is, on a QWERTY keyboard, it is next to the P key. Here's the two braces. It's shift those braces right there, the curly braces. And the command would be something like rm space file curly bracy one comma three comma five curly bracy dot txt and this will delete file one dot txt file three dot txt and file five dot txt but no others both file name and brace expansion are not limited to the remove command and we can use these for uh, all of the commands we talked about in the past of this post uh, this episode and the previous episode we can use ls with file expansion to see all the files in the directory that end with .txt or have a variation of file.whatever. This is helpful when working with large amounts of files. So, before we don't get super overwhelmed with Bash, we're going to end the episode here. Thank you for listening and checking. If you have any questions, please message me on Twitter or Mastodon or on Keybase. Uh, wherever it is you want to chat, that's fine with me. If you want to support the show, you can do so by going to uh, jrswab, jrswab.com forward slash support. And there will be many ways to support there. You can either uh, you know, upvote my Steemit content. You can be a Patreon subscriber. You could even run a Monero Miner in your browser for me. Don't worry. You have to actually push the button for it to start. I'm not going to just steal your money or steal your hashing pet. Hashing power? Still your CPU power. Um, you have to actually tell, tell me that you wanted to do it. There's a lot of options there. Uh, you can also send me Monero. There's a Monero wallet I did there. All kinds of stuff. So if you feel like supporting in monetary ways or in mining, uh, you can do so. And if you cannot do any of those things, I, I would strongly invite you to join CMIT and, uh, and support that way. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And until next time. Stay nerdy, stay classy, never stop learning, and always be geeky.